Strangers in the Wood is an actual play series drawing elements from gothic fairy tales and 80s fantasy and sci-fi action and horror films. As such, a list of content warnings will always be made available in the description. Did you use the phone? Yeah, um... You didn't talk to nobody, did you? Uh, there was someone there. They're looking for you, I think. It must have been the station or something, right? All right, um... Okay, I'll deal with that. I'm sorry. <sighs> Tomorrow. It's fine. It's fine. You notice that there is a picture frame. You see a picture of the sheriff, um, and standing next to him is uh, another man. And it kind of looks like a wedding photo. The three of you wake up to the sound of a car engine oh. rumbling. Dakota, Dorothy, it's, 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 uh, it's morning. Dorothy is freaking out. Uh, yeah, you take a look through it. You see what looks to be tile flooring, like whizzing what? by. <laughs> what? Walter, you are driving through the hallways of Sublime County's School for Lost Children. What do you see? What are you I'm kind of whispering through like, the seat hole? There's a, we're in a school. Here's my idea. You let us out, you go for the break, and then I'll restrain her. How does that sound? Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, I'll see what I can do. You pull this emergency brake, and, like, the car goes into, like, a spin as, like, the front wheels of this, like, kind of just get pulled and, like, forced into a stop. The back wheel still going. I give to go to the gun. <laughs> I'm going to put that to her head. Jesus! <laughs> Put down that weapon at once! We were locked in the trunk of a car. Get out of the car and come with me. We have much. We have a lot of paperwork that needs to be signed before you are to start classes. The three of you start slowly going up the stairs, following this large sheet man, leaving the wreckage of this Pontiac Firebird and the, and the half-unconscious woman.
Our camera fades back in with the three of you climbing these large stairs from a floor of this building, following behind this large sheep teacher uh, dressed in like all tweed and like a button down and tie. And uh, he's, yeah, he's walking upstairs, uh, kind of just leading the way as the three of you follow. As we kind of start here for a moment, I just kind of want to check in. Where's all of your, where's your heads at? Just going down the line, starting at, uh, let's start with Walter. What's Walter thinking as he's like kind of climbing these stairs? I'm imagining it's a lot of work for Walter as a weasel. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, he is, he is partially just sort of occupied with that, just like, okay, I gotta, gotta do this, gotta climb these stairs. But, um, also, like, I think the, the main thought on his mind is like, this is not where we should be right now. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it might not be like dire to get out of here. Like, this isn't a, this isn't yet a, you know, blow everything up and run, uh, scenario. But it is, you know, this is not this is not the ideal place to be, and Walter knows it. Gotcha. I I I I I put him in like he is nervous, maybe, but not uh, not not panicking. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, Dorothy, how are you feeling? Um, Dorothy is probably still shaky. Um, she she's had a full blown panic attack in the back of the trunk. Um, yeah. she's not doing great and she doesn't feel great about, um, about the fact that everybody was going and then, uh, she kind of got left for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, she's questioning a lot of things and not feeling great. Completely understandable. Do you, yeah, let's talk about that. Do you think that she is still in like this panic attack? Like, I think is so. she, I think has she's she... not in it. If she's not in it currently, she's still on that, like, coming down from it where she's just pumped full of, yeah. like, adrenaline and, like, shaky and, like, just... If she's not still actively in it, she's on the come down. So either one, she's quiet, trying not to, like, sob still. Mm-hmm. But uh, she got left in the hallway and she's kind of walking to catch up with Walter and Dakota, so... Gotcha. So you you imagine her like lagging behind, yeah, still kind of like heavy breathing mm-hmm. and like kind of shaky. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And Dakota, what about you? Yeah, um, I would imagine that Dakota is, or not even imagine. I know that Dakota is um, kind of the adrenaline's running off from the situation, and thoughts are flooding through their head. Um, getting out of the car and seeing a hallway full of people staring directly at them. Uh, she is very much so like shaken and basically just like reanalyzing everything that they did under that lens. Mm -hmm. Um, very much like feeling ashamed, feeling embarrassed, and then just following Walter wherever he's going and just like kind of ignoring everything else very much in sort of like a disconnection with themselves and disconnection with reality. Yeah. to some degree gotcha and kind um, of looking at it from like this outside perspective yeah gotcha yeah believe it or not pulling a gun on somebody leaves a bit of a mark on you yeah <laughs> speaking of which you have a gun in your back pocket um yep how does she feel about that specifically oh uh terrified uh no idea how to use it uh grabbed it in the spur of the moment so yeah uh 
more or less like it's an amplifier of the terror and dread that she feels. Yeah, she's kind of this burning thing in the back of her mind. Just like this is a thing you have. It is dangerous and it is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Do you think that she, with all that said, do you think that she recognizes how Dorothy is feeling in this moment? No, not at all. Not at all. Gotcha. Cool. All right. So the three of you climb these stairs up one flight and then up another. And eventually you come into this large kind of open hallway in comparison to the lower ones, which seem to be hallways for like classrooms that had lockers uh, along the walls. And again, these lockers and like these walls and the ceiling and the floor, while still like rooted in that kind of architecture, which you would imagine from a high school with these kind of off-white speckled tile floors and the white what is that like plaster like ceilings um Mm -hmm. all of that is kind of covered in this strange foliage with vines and roots coming down from the walls and into the floors the skylights for all of the for every single floor rather than being like one of those just long fluorescent like lights is an open hole that leads that seems to lead like outside and there's kind of glass uh, over that kind of like sun skylights in the ceilings. And on every single floor, it has one of these, despite the fact that on lower floors that shouldn't work. But instead of like opening up to just whatever interior ceiling wall stuff, wiring and stuff that has to be there, it still just has the skylight that has sunlight coming in that shines and uh, illuminates these halls. And on the very top floor, you see this very kind of grand looking hall with the sides of the walls, like their supports rather than being just kind of bland brick mortar plaster kind of uh, deals. It's these marble pillars that are supporting the roof here. Each of the pillars being entwined with vines of thorns and roses um, and all kind of uh, foliage and the same kind of like mossy growth that's like peeking out between some of the tiling and like bits of grass and like dandelions. And you see just like this kind of administrative hallway that lead into a bunch of different offices. And uh, the professor in front of you kind of turns to make sure you're all still following, lowers his like kind of glasses looking at you. Walter, as you like finally make it to the very top of these stairs, uh, and he says, do not dawdle. The principal will be waiting for you. Come, follow me. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Wouldn't dream of dawdling. <laughs> and he uh, he kind of turns and um, makes his way down this hallway to this large double wooden doors. Um, these like grand uh, wooden doors with carvings in them and it's this very like naturalistic kind of carving where it looks like an open field with hills and a forest uh and like small animals that are like within the the carving the wood carvings of this door and the knobs rather than being like regular like kind of door like handles they are like what look like tree branches that grow out of the doors kind of curve and then back in to be handles and he takes uh he takes the handle opens up the door 
Um, and then rather than walking in, like kind of stands out of it and motions for the three of you to enter what looks like from the outside, just kind of this office. What do you do? Um, this is definitely something that's uh, not foreign to Dakota. So she kind of just hangs her head and walks through. Uh, just looking at it, I got her feet basically and like fiddling with uh, Dorothy's, Dorothy's things that are in her hands. Mm-hmm. Just following behind. Um, <laughs> Walter kind of kind of walks near uh, walks near Dakota as they're walking in, and just kind of mutters, "Yeah, but please, please don't, please don't do anything stupid here." Okay. I know. I won't. Uh, the three of you enter uh, this office, and it looks just kind of like your typical principal's office, where there's a large portion uh, of the area that's kind of blocked off by like a, a counter and like a desk that's behind it. Um, there is a a lady sitting back there behind the desk. There's this old like kind of boxy like CRT computer that she's working at. You notice very similarly to uh, the sheep, uh, this lady is also an animal and uh, she is a parrot. Uh, sorry, I'm using my random animals uh, generator. <laughs> uh, so she is a parrot. I'm, a- I'm imagining that she has like typical kind of like office, like, uh, like desk attendant kind of where she's wearing like a little button up, maybe like kind of a scarf. And but she also has like these bright green feathers uh, and like a small like kind of orange uh, beak. And she has these little bitty like glasses that kind of like come over uh, her beak. And she's like just tapping away at uh, at her computer and takes no notice of the four of you as you walk in the uh, the professor walking in behind you and. Uh, he calls out to her and says, <coughs> Mrs. Jackson, if you wouldn't mind, is the principal available at the moment? And she goes, ah, You're gonna have to wait. He's in a meeting. Very well. The three of you sit down here. And he kind of points to these chairs that are lined up against the wall, like on the back side, uh, on the same side as the, uh, as the door that you just walked in. And uh, says, uh, Mrs. Jackson, can you make sure that the three of these students have a uh, talk about their recent transfer to uh, to our school? She goes, ah, all right, talk. And he he uh, he he turns and uh, goes back out the door. Uh, he came and leaving the three of you in this uh, office. She's not the only person in here at a desk. There are a few desks uh, uh, in here. And you see like multiple people just kind of going back and forth, filing. It seems very much just like kind of a normal school, except all of the staff members are various animals um, and not in the same way that Walter is an animal where he like is the actual like kind of size and proportions that you would imagine from a weasel. Uh, but in the way where they seem like almost anthrop, uh, mm, I'm going to fuck this up saying this word, anthropomorphic. Uh, versions yeah i did it uh versions of uh whatever animals they're supposed to be um this this question is not gonna matter but it matters to me mm-hmm. does mrs jackson have like people hands or is she typing <laughs> at the keyboard with her beak yeah this, this is just very important for me <laughs> 
I'm imagining she is using her feather hands to uh, type at the computer, not her beak. So much less funny. Dang it. (laughs) Now, this is just how she types at the computer. How she does other things, who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Walter uh, says, Hey, uh, how's how's, how's it going, Ms. J? Good uh, good Good to see you again. Uh, she takes a moment. She like kind of perks up, like recognizing the voice, and like kind of turns to look at the at the three of you, but can't see you, Walter, because <laughs> because you're like lower than the height of the desk. And so, uh, she turns to the two of you, realizing it can't be either of you who just said it. Like l- like, cranes her neck and like looks over the desk to see you down there, and says, "Walter, yeah. Well, how are you, boy?" I've uh, yeah, been 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 better, been worse, yeah. I didn't think you still went here, Scott. Oh no, I I I I don't. I've I've found um I've 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 found other opportunities to pursue, and uh, and I've I've parted ways with this establishment. Uh, she kind of like you see her narrow her eyes, looking at you, kind of like, mm, so why are you here? Kind of deal. It's um. I'm 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 here on uh, I'm here on business. You see her nod, uh, and like not in a super convinced kind of way, <laughs> but in a but in a uh, more of a I think that's probably as much as I'm gonna get out of this kid, kind of way. Right, uh, right. Uh, and looks back up at the two of you, Dorothy and Dakota, and kind of motions. Go take a seat. I'll let you know when he's ready. Ah! Dakota just like just still looking at her feet, just shuffles over and takes a seat. Dorothy's gonna wander over as well, but she's gonna stop in front of Dakota and put her hand out for her bucket and her flashlight. Not not really making eye contact with Dakota, but just like demanding her stuff. Dakota doesn't see you. Dakota, Dakota, I want my stuff back. What? I'd like my stuff back. Dakota looks down and. Uh and sets Dorothy's things on the ground. Uh, Dorothy takes them and sits a chair away. <laughs> um, I'm going to... I'm actually going to not sit in the chair. I'm going to sit, like, on the ground with, like, my back against, like, the legs of the chairs. And I'm going to put... And the pumpkin is, like, between my legs. I'm going to look inside for that uh, turtle. Is the turtle still there? Yeah, the turtle is still there. Uh, you, you see, uh, he's come out of his little his little shell and is just gnawing on a piece of like leftover Kit Kat <laughs> that is just like it, it, like chewing on like trying to tear the wrapper off of it. Amazing. Uh, and I'm going to take out the salt shaker and I'm just going to kind of toy with that as I'm sitting there. Okay. Awesome. Walter? Um, I think that now is when Walter kind of notices that the others are maybe not doing so well. And I think he's he's just gonna uh go over he 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 kinda goes like um and then like doesn't necessarily know what to say. So he just hops up and sits on the seat between Dorothy and Dakota. <laughs> and uh, I think he just sits there and he's, and he's like looking, looking to them, uh, trying to, trying to figure out what to say. Oh, <laughs> bad y'all. <laughs> so the three of you kind of sit in silence for a bit, quite a bit. Uh, feels like hours even. 
is how long <laughs> you all like just sit here and it's like just the clacking of the computer the like kind of shuffling around of some people there's no like real phone call so there's not like you don't even get like the occasional like ring 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 to like kind of break up the monotony it's just the same quiet office murmuring and like like white noise that just kind of plays on and you all just sit here and you wait Dorothy's going to go up to the desk with Miss Jackson. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a bathroom I could use? Bathroom? Mm, yeah. And she kind of uh turns her she turns her neck without really turning her like body uh, and, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and points with her beak um in like a direction like down one of uh uh like on the other side of like the the uh the like desks uh and like kind of actual like kind of office part Dorothy's gonna slink off to the bathroom all right keeping her pumpkin and flashlight with her mm-hmm. not letting those things out of her sight again sounds good yeah we follow uh you to the bathroom um you uh pass by like a few like office doors of like uh you see people animal people like in there doing work uh you pass by like a water cooler um where like a, a monkey person and like a lizard are like having some water cooler chat and uh eventually you find your way to this this door that says restroom on it and you open it up uh and it's like one of those single like person uh bathrooms where it's just got like a toilet a sink um and it's like a small like maybe five by like eight room mm-hmm. um that's like just for this um and it's got all the same kind of weird naturalistic like vines like growing like over the uh the uh the bathroom sink um and like around the mirror and the door handle is also the same kind of like root that just kind of grows out of the door and then like curves and then back in that's kind of sick <laughs> Um, I'm going to go over to the sink. I'm going to wash my face. Okay. Um, cold water. And then I'm going to uh, take the turtle out of my bucket. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to um, like plug the sink real quick and like fill it with a little bit of water and put the turtle in the water for a little bit let him uh, soak for a little bit because he's been in my pumpkin for a while now yeah that's so good that's so good (laughs) good. you uh you take this pumpkin out you put it in the sink and it kind of like paddles a little bit in the water like kind of moves a bit like gets to the side and then just kind of sits there and and rests for a bit and then like starts moving through the water again (laughs) amazing uh, I'm just going to watch this turtle for a while uh, and think really hard about what to name him because <laughs> that's an important decision that Dorothy hasn't made yet. Gotcha. I think... But otherwise, yeah, just kind of going to stare myself down in the mirror and try to like get a handle on myself again. Yeah. I think as you are like sitting here thinking about what to name uh, this turtle and like looking at yourself in a mirror, you hear a voice behind you. God, uh, <laughs> following me into the bathroom, rude. <laughs> uh, you well, hold on. Wait, come on. Wait we'll a see. second. Right. 
you hear a voice behind you that goes, um, what are you going to name him? And uh, you turn around. Holy shit. What? And Holy shit. Yes? Hello? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I know what this um, is. You turn around and it is Elsie. Um, she is, t- describe to me, how does Elsie look? Elsie is about the same height as Dorothy. Um, she's got long brownish hair and a bunch of freckles and the her hair's like braided in two little braids and she's wearing like I like to think like one of those little like kid overall kind of deals mm-hmm. and some uh and some like little converse kind of deal like she's a very outdoorsy looking kind of kid yeah um, um yeah I'm gonna say all of that and like over like the kind of overalls she has a white sweater like kind of like yeah like a white sweater like a white hoodie uh mm-hmm. with the black letter s on it um yeah <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. and a similar kind of like gray cap that that uh dorothy has i haven't decided yet i didn't really expect to hang on to him this long he seems like he'd be a good friend he stayed around this long yeah yeah are you up are you okay? No. Oh. But you know that already. Yeah. She kind of looks down at her feet, kind of kicks it, like against the, <laughs> kicking at nothing against the ground. I'm sorry. I got so scared. I tried hmm. to be brave like, like Hazel was. You don't have to be sorry. It was scary. Yeah. Elsie, I don't know what to do. I just want to go home. I mean... I don't know if we can't get home. What if this is home now? Here? With Dakota and Walter? I mean, yeah. They don't like me. I guess you're right. Well, maybe you can find new people. Like the sheriff. He seemed pretty nice. Yeah, maybe, maybe it should just be you and me and we can find, maybe. We can find a new place. With new people and new friends. Yeah. I mean, that is what the sheriff said he was going to do, right? Maybe there's a way to find a new family. People who will like us. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be someone. I mean, maybe I just want Hazel back. Do you think we could find Hazel? Maybe. She might... She might even be here. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Elsie. It's just you and me. You and me. And we're gonna find, we're gonna find a place. She gives you like this big smile and like goes to give you like a big hug. <laughs> and like, uh, do you like, do you hug her yeah, back? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the two of you just kind of like embrace as you two are like hugging in this weird woodsy bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, this It'll little black you, turtle. Me and Timmy. And I hold up the little turtle. Timmy's a good name. I think so too. Just the three of us. That's all I need. I don't need anyone else. She smiles. <laughs> all right. Yeah. D- okay, Dorothy's, yeah, gonna gonna take Timmy and she's gonna unwrap that little, <laughs> the little Kit Kat and split it in half and she's gonna eat one half and give the other half to Timmy in the bottom of the pumpkin again. He, he nibbles at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then she's gonna like look in the mirror one more time and give Elsie a thumbs up. You give Elsie a thumbs up. Uh, she gives you one back and says, "We've got this." 
Salt to my pepper. The pepper and my salt. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and head back out to the waiting room then. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) 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 Y'all hear none of that, so. (laughs) Y'all hear, yeah. Not a single word of it. Uh, While Dorothy is in the bathroom, Dakota, you and Walter uh, are out here. Do either of you do anything for the time that Dorothy's in the bathroom? Um, Walter doesn't i think he still doesn't know what he what what is the right thing to say but i think he feels that he needs to say something Mm -hmm. so he says you uh you did you did you did good uh back there you know act acting acting under pressure and and all that that's good and i i I know it probably probably doesn't doesn't you know make make the situation any better to, to hear that but you know, it's, it's, it's the truth. They're going to tell the abbots. What's that? <laughs> They're going to tell the abbots. The abbot. Is that, uh, no, 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 no one's, no one's, no one's, no one's telling anything, telling, telling anyone anything, okay? Walter, they're going to tell the abbots that the, they're going to send Dorothy and I away and it's going to be my fault. No, 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 hey, 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 hey. I... <laughs> They, listen to me, listen to me. They won't do anything, okay? I fucked it up for me and I'm gonna fuck it up for her too and it's not her fault. Hey, 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 hey. You listen to me, okay? That kid, she will follow you to the ends of the earth. If you want it. She doesn't need to follow someone like me. You're exactly what she needs. No, I'm not. You are, you are. I'm just gonna ruin every chance she has at finding a family. Walter Walter goes silent for a minute, and he says, "You know, I never, um, I never thought it would. Uh, I never thought having a having a having a family of any kind was. Uh, I never thought it was all it was cracked up to be. But um, but I I miss it a little bit, you know. And <laughs> as long as I'm still breathing air, I'm gonna be fighting for you and Dorothy. Get back to your families, okay?" Fighting seems to make everything worse. That's how we ended up in this mess anyways. It is around this time that uh, that Dorothy starts walking back from the bathroom. And the two of you kind of see like out of the corner of your eyes as she like makes her way um, back from the bathroom, like holding her uh, little pumpkin, uh, chewing on a Kit Kat and uh, Dorothy. Do you look any different as far as like just your countenance? Um, I don't think I look super different, but I look, I'm less pale for sure. I've regained some color in my face. I'm kind of, uh, like what's the, I have a little bit of like a, a dead set kind of air to me now. Like I've, I've decided something. I'm set on something, but otherwise not, there's nothing, nothing huge. Okay, cool. Uh, Dorothy, as you are approaching, you see uh, what looks like kind of like Walter and Dakota might've been like having some kind of conversation. Uh, But before 
Um, you fully make it back. You see the doors uh, of the kind of like larger office that has like, you know, the prince, uh, principal like in like gold, has like a golden uh, plaque on the top of it. Uh, you see the double doors kind of open and um, out walks this young girl. She is wearing a green kind of like school uniform. I'm imagining it's like a black, green, and a white kind of plaid skirt. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's wearing like uh, like a matching like skirt and vest and like a button down white shirt under it. Um, and she is this uh, young girl, maybe like 12 or 13, uh, just a little bit younger than Dakota. She's got an olive complexion, curly dark hair that's been tied into like two almost kind of buns, uh, like on either side of her head. Her eyes are like red and puffy, like she just got done crying. And in her hand, she is holding uh, what looks to be a brown version of the same uniform that she's wearing right now. And uh, behind her, you see like a figure like coming out from the office behind her as she's walking and you hear, Miss Marley, please do go change and then uh, report to your new classroom post haste. Uh, And you see this large owl man. Um, The type of (laughs) the type of owl I'm imagining is like, um, you know, the ones with like the really like kind of flat, large face with like kind of smaller. Yeah, barn owl. Is that the type of owl? like the one in Avatar, <laughs> like those kind yeah, of g- yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, absolutely. Wait, hold on. It's a barn owl. Absolutely. I just okay. Googled it. Oh, the best color. Uh, where they have like the flat kind of face and like the the beak is like in a, like a yes. V shape that's like close and like their face kind of is angular in like an yes. almost triangular way. But like towards the eyes, it like gets flatter and almost looks, it almost looks like if you've taken like uh, a tree, sawn it like, like saw right through it. And it's like that flat kind of part is kind of what the, uh, the owl's face look like. They look super dope and very creepy. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, and so yeah, 100%, this principal comes out, he's wearing, I'm imagining like a black, button down with like white like flex uh, across it he's wearing a uh, red like suit vest and like matching slacks and has uh and has these big hand wings uh like feathery hand wings and like towers over this girl he is like maybe six and a half feet tall he's like a tall dude and um, this like young girl goes like walking out. She's like still like her eyes are puffy, like she's finished been like just finished crying, but she definitely looks like she's about to start crying again. As she kind of rushes along, uh, like past you all, like not looking at you, head down, and you see she starts heading in the direction that you just came from, Dorothy. Like she's going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, 
Miss uh, Jackson um, turns and says, Principal Ingram, you have three new students who have been transferred. Uh, and he turns to look at the three of you, uh, kind of like I scan across you, like fixates on you for a moment, Walter. Shit, oh my God, I just thought, oh my God. <laughs> uh, and you see like the weird, like kind of eye focusing where like his eyes dilate and then uh, like contract again. Um, Walt- Walter looks away <laughs> and says, into my office and just turns and walks back in. Dakota just kind of, that's giving me just kind of takes her sleeve and wipes their eyes and just does a big like <laughs> and uh, just kind of stands up and shuffles into the office. Yep, I walk in right behind. Yep, Walt, Walt, Walter is the is the last to walk in. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. Uh, that tracks. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, just to, to be clear, you said their name was Ingram? Uh, yes, Principal uh, Albert Ingram. Albert, nice. Albert? <laughs> Al- Albert, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? O-W-L-B-E-R-T Ingram. Yes. Um, <laughs> awesome. I'm making that change in my notes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> important. <laughs> very important that we know his name is Albert. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. It's me, Kendrick, your game master and host here at Tales Yet Told. I'm so sorry to have to interrupt the episode, but uh, we've got a little bit of housekeeping we need to do. So uh, buckle on up, sit on down, and uh, I'll try to make this as quick as possible for you because I know you are just just racing to get back to the episode. Uh, So first of all, as always, thank you all so much for watching or listening, I suppose, to the episodes or to the show just in general. It means so much to us and uh, like to the point where we have very few words to to truly express how much uh, we actually appreciate you all uh, listening and enjoying this thing that we worked so hard to create. Um, And one way that you can help us is by leaving a review or rating on iTunes or Apple Podcast, I think is what it's called now. It just helps us be able to spread awareness of the show and kind of let people know what they're in for. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. And if you want any more information about the show in general or just keeping up with what we're doing and seeing maybe even some of the art that we're releasing, uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tales Yet Told. It's pretty simple. I'm glad that we were able to get that because otherwise we'd have to do like one of the weird things like Tales Yet Told Pod or something like that. But thankfully we don't have to do that. You can just follow us right at Tales Yet Told. Next up, I want to shout out to the Be Gay Roll Dice Network for embracing us with open arms and allowing us to be a part of this amazing community filled with wonderful queer creators trying to tell stories that are, you know, about people like us. It's, they're great. We love them. And you should go listen to their podcasts. In fact, I think I have an ad for one of them right now. Oh, yeah, I do. So yeah, that, that's going to start playing in a couple of seconds. But uh, but until I get to see you again, don't forget to take care of yourself, drink enough water, eat enough food, and don't forget to love yourself like I love you. Bye! Welcome to the world of Super Idols RPG, where superpowers exist, but only among those with dreams of pop star fame and glory. Anyone who believes in that dream can be a super idol, be they an awkward gothic lolita, yeah, Valerie has her phone out. Uh, her phone screen's not on. Her <laughs> oh, phone no. looks closely. 
a recovering mean girl. Just to establish for no weird reason at all, but you all do go to this school, right? <laughs> <laughs> An excitable fanboy. Can can you? I'm really shy, but can you ask him if they could sign my jumper? Wait, hold on. Oh no, I transformed. <laughs> can I have their autograph? A literal queen bee. Sorry to kill your buzz, honey, but you just have to get used to the sting of disappointment. Or a mischievous rapper. Lucia makes more clones of herself so she can have a huddle. Aww. <laughs> Join the members of Rhythmix as they reach for the stars in the second exciting arc of Super Idols RPG, a queer, diverse, narrative-focused masks campaign with elements of high school comedy, magical girl anime, showbiz drama, and superhero action. New episodes release every three weeks on Sundays. Check out superidolsrpg.wordpress.com for more details. So the three of you walk into this office. Walter, this is not the first time you've been in here. Um, yeah. But the three of you walk into this kind of strangely like dark office in comparison to like every other place that you've been in uh, in the school that has had uh, roughly like pretty bright sunlit areas uh this one is kind of like dim lighting um it's this small cozy office uh with dark green and brown carpet kind of like it's that like kind of shag carpeting you know and so it kind of has this like weird grassy kind of effect uh in here there are like these large wooden bookshelves that looks like they were like grown from the sides of the walls and like kind of just were grown in that way um you see there's like this nice little cabinet uh with like a stained glass like uh like doors for them uh that looks like a like a liquor cabinet of some kind um and like this large mahogany desk that also looks like it's just grown straight from the ground and into this shape and it's got little bits of vines and like uh leaves growing off of like branches that are like built into that are like grown out from this desk and uh on the back part of the wall like as soon as you come in on the other side of this desk kind of overlooking this entire room is this large portrait and it's strange to look at he's got like these really weird off-putting almost kind of surreal kind of um Oh, Jesus. Kind of art. Uh, you all can look this up. Basquiat is B-A-S-Q-U-I-A-T. Yeah. So I'm imagining it's this real like Basquiat-esque kind of painting with lots of like uh, like pale, pale like yellows and blues. And in the middle is this like dark figure with a very scratchily, scratchily like drawn like a uh, feather pen. Uh, in one hand and a camera in the other. 
and uh, it's like this really strange like black and white figure where like you can kind of see like the black is like the, the body of it and like the white are like sketchings and like the way they're kind of like outlined make them seem like bones at other at one point and then at other points it seems almost like vines or like branches from a tree kind of growing through the body and it's got these really large red eyes um, with like black black and white pupils that just like stare down directly at you and <laughs> not terrifying uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Principal Ingram uh, walks over uh, to uh, <laughs> to his liquor cabinet opens it up takes out like a bottle what? of brandy <laughs> pours, uh, pours a glass <laughs> Closes it, puts it back in, closes the cabinet, and goes to sit down behind his desk. Actually, that's an intense man. Very. <laughs> he sits down uh, at his desk, uh, turns to look at the three of you. As do you all sit? There are enough chairs. There are actually only two chairs uh, in here. Um, Dakota stands. Okay. Yeah, I'll sit. It's fine. Yeah. Dorothy, you sit. Walter, you sit at the other. Uh, and yep. Dakota, I'm kind of imagining you like standing like in between them. Uh, just like a little bit back behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, and uh, Principal Ingram looks over the three of you and then like looks down to you, Walter, and says, I wasn't imagining I would see you grace these halls ever again, Mr. Walter. I didn't, I didn't really think I'd be back either. <laughs> and the two of you, he turns to like look up uh, back at the... Uh, back of the two of you, uh, Dorothy and Dakota, says, You all are the new students here at Sublime County School for Lost Children. Is that correct? Yeah. Speak up, child. Yeah, yes, sir. Then it is my duty as principal to formally welcome you all to our esteemed academy. The Sublime County School for Lost Children has long since stood as the prime re-education center here within the sublime. And we have a 80% passing rate, which, if I do say so myself, is rather commendable. Except for a few people who seem to slip through the cracks. He turns to look at you again, Walter. Most children leave our academy as bright, beautiful, bold and intelligent young students ready to find their place within the sublime. Do you two believe you are ready to find your home? Yes, sir. You're not mad at us? Mad? Why would I be mad? We were... I was just fighting that woman in the hall. Fighting a... Fighting a woman in... What? This is the first I'm hearing of it. Uh, and you see he turns uh, over... Uh, he's got like a little... Um, not an intercom. Just like oh, his phone uh, presses a button on it and says, Miss Jackson, what is this I hear about a fight in the halls of our academy? Uh, and uh, you hear, Squaw! The three new students seem to have gotten in a fight with one of the harbingers down on the eighth floor, crashing a car and causing quite the stir, sir. Squaw! 
and it's hard to tell because he has an owl face. Um, <laughs> it's hard to read the exact like kind of emotion that it has because it's almost always just kind of flat. It doesn't really have facial muscles in the same way that humans do. Uh, but you can tell that he's upset and angry just by the way he kind of ruffles his feathers a little bit and straightens his back and like turn <laughs> and like head turns without the body moving oh, like jesus to, <laughs> to the three of you um and goes oh i hate it <laughs> thank you miss jackson and then like presses like the button and you hear like kind of click off so a scrap with one of the harbingers on my school grounds normally this would be grounds for immediate expulsion she put us in a car trunk how else would she have gotten you here? And he kind of like cocks his head, like genuinely kind of asking this question. In the rest of the car? No, oh, that's rather silly. When Sitting in the seats? There's more space in the trunk. No, there isn't. And then Dakota's, Dakota's going to lean down and go, Dorothy, don't fight him, please. Don't put me in car trunks then. I did no such thing. The Harbinger did. Now, on to your placement. It would seem the two of you have already started off in a very, very bad standing. But perhaps there are ways to reform such behaviors. It's not their fault. It was me. Don't punish them for what I did, please. Hang, hang, hang on, hang on. And, and Walter is still not making eye contact with the principal. <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is looking uh, looking down at the chair that he is sitting on. And he says, well, look. This is this is all a this is all a, all a mistake. They're, they're not uh, they're not they're not going here, okay? Oh, and you are the one who decides such things, I imagine. Uh, I I'm look no I'm they're they're not they don't they don't belong they don't belong here, okay? They're they got they've got their own families to get back to. I do not remember giving them such placement. They're real families. Oh, Walter, I would assume that you would have learned by now, but of course, you never change. And he, like, does this kind of... It's a very familiar, like, body language to you, Walter, where he, like, is at first, like, kind of normally, like, a stiff person, where he's, like, always just kind of, like, sitting at attention, even when, like, he's sitting back. Like, you can tell his body is kind of rigid. But there are these moments and moments that you've noticed before and is like really only a thing you've ever seen him do around you where he relaxes and kind of leans back and takes less of a rigid position. It is almost always meant this kind of disappointment and there's no point in like even trying with you because you're not going to change. And you're not going to do better. So there's no point in even putting on the airs of, like, authority. Because even if he did, you'd still be the same failure you've always been. And he kind of leans back and says, Do the two of you understand your situation? No. And you say he, like, he takes his owl feather hands to, like, rub the side of his temples (laughs) Picks up his glass of brandy and takes a drink <laughs> and sets it down. The sublime 
and Sublime County is your home now. There is no going back. Wherever you were before, whatever lives you were living, whatever family you had is gone. But not to worry, for the Sublime provides for those who need it. That is the reason for Sublime County School for Lost Children. You will be placed within classes so that we can find the perfect place for you here in the sublime. Be that a job, be that new families, be it whatever. So forget all this going home nonsense. Because you are home. It's not nonsense. It's not nonsense. So tell me, Walter, how is your attempts at leaving? I haven't made a serious attempt in... Oh, I believe not. You haven't made a serious attempt at anything, have you? No, Walter. You have done as you have always done, and that is run. Run from responsibility. Run from problem to problem, causing a mess in other people's lives. And you refuse to find order in your life. And if these two kids follow the same path as you, well, there are worse things to be turned into. I would imagine. That hits like a knife for Dakota. Hearing fucking this, hearing him talk to Walter that way hits like a fucking dagger. Holy Mm. shit. Mr. Owl, sir. Principal Ingram. Mr. Principal Ingram, uh, did did the abbots give us up? Is this? I do not know of any abbots you speak of. Well, it's just every time that I've had it, a new family assigned. It doesn't go like this, and and the abbots were really nice, and I didn't think that they were. Oh, child! The sublime calls out to those in need, those who are lost, and those with no place to truly call home. If you are here in the sublime, I could only imagine wherever you were before was no true home to you. Um, but, but, but. Walter jumps on the desk. Holy shit. Okay. And, uh, for, like, I, and, and I think, and I, I think he does, and this doesn't happen often, but he, like, snarls and, like, hisses, like a, like a completely, like, 100% weasel mm. sort of animalistic sort of display of, 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 of discontent. Yeah. And, and uh, he's he says, "Don't you dare! I I you you, I've been here long enough to see through the bullshit that you spout. But I don't you dare be talking to them like this. They had a home. I had a home. Everyone in here had a home, Ingram. And I am going to get them back. I don't know how." Your little lackey that took us from safety and comfort, put us in the trunk of a car, drove us through a school. We could have died. We got hurt. She had a gun. And you think that that this is the right place for everyone? I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and take your bullshit anymore. I'm never getting out of here. I have accepted that. But they are. It's the last, it's the only good thing I'll ever do. It's getting them out of here. Walter, you don't speak for both of us. I, I don't want to go. 
Dorothy does not know what to do. She's looking between the two of them. The Abbots don't want me. You can bring Dorothy back, but I want to listen to what he has to say. Um, Wal- Walter is like kind of taken aback by this, and then like in that moment realizes where he is and who he is like talking to, and like the 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 fear sort of sets back in. And he jumps back down to the chair. Yeah, I think there's this moment as you are like turning to look from Ingram to like Dakota as she kind of like mutters that and then look back. You see this as smarmy of a look an owl's face can give. (laughs) Um, Like the most like pleased with himself, like kind of like unmoved by everything you've just done. And you like work your way back to your seat. He goes, are you done, Mr. Brookstone? Walter doesn't say anything. That's what I thought. Now, and turns to look at the two of you. What are your names? Just so that I can better know you two potential students. Um, my name is uh, Dakota Wallace. Dakota Wallace. Dorothy Reed, sir. Speak up, girl. I can barely hear you. <laughs> Oh. I don't want to be here. I want to go back to the wall. I want to go back to the abbots. I want to go with Walter. Well, well, well. Mr. Brookstone, I suppose I must applaud you. You have accomplished something. Corrupting a little girl. It's a shame. All right. And he like gets up. He like claps his uh, feather wings together. The three of you start classes immediately. And yes, I mean the three of you. You may have run away once, Mr. Brookstone, but it shan't be so easy a second time. And he stands up and walks over to um, uh, one of the, I'm imagining there's like a large like uh, wardrobe that's in there, uh, opens it up. Uh, inside of it, there are like multiple like drawers behind the doors. And he opens uh, one of the drawers, looks inside, grabs out a uniform and turns and it's a similar kind of green, green, black and like white kind of um, plaid uniform that the three of you saw the one girl leave with uh, or where she was wearing, uh, takes it and puts it in one hand, closes it, opens up another drawer, looks through it and picks out a brown one, puts it in his, uh, puts it in his hands, close it, comes over and he hands the two of you Um, Dorothy and Dakota, he hands the two of you these uniforms. He gives the green one to Dakota and the brown one to Dorothy. Or at least he's holding it out. Do you take it? I'm going to take it and then can I like, I like look at it and like see what the clothes are like? Yeah. Uh, It's the same kind of like, there is a like a, like a white button down shirt uh, in there. Like the green like uh, vest in the matching uh, like skirt. It's like kind of a longer skirt, not quite long enough to be a dress, uh, but it does come like, like about at the knee. Uh, And then there's like a pair of socks and uh, like, uh, I don't know what type of shoes these are, but you know, like the, the, like the plain, like black, like shoes with like the little strap across it. You know what I'm talking about? Really classic shoe. No Um, idea what kind of shoe it is. Dakota is going to be like, can can I get the the other uniform, Principal Ingram? You get the uniform I give you. No, I just, 
you, you got a mistake. I just, I just don't, I don't wear it. I don't want a skirt. Um, he kind of cocks his head a little bit in confusion. Don't want a skirt? Uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, no. I don't want it at all. And I hit it out of his hand and I run <laughs> uh, it out of the like office. You're tr- I try to run out of the office. It sounds like you're trying to do a move. <sighs> sure. Uh, a little bit of, this is the first roll of the session? This would be the first roll. Yeah. Do you have a move? Skidoo, I guess. Do you have skidoo? skidoo? Yeah, do you have skidoo? I do have skidoo. Uh, yeah, this sounds like it's skidoo. Time to run. <laughs> roll plus steam. <laughs> uh, yeah, so roll plus steam. It's not good, but... <laughs> I forget. Is it one or two dice? Uh, yeah, sorry. It's 2d6 two. plus your steam. Okay, that's a seven. On a seven. On a seven to nine, you escape, but create a complication. You leave something behind, you take something with you, or you create tracks, etc. Hmm. What complication am I going to give you? I think, well, there's the most obvious thing here, right? I think in your frustration and in your blind kind of rage as you slap this thing out of his hand um, and you run, you leave behind your pumpkin and flashlight. And so you run out, uh, out of how, the room. How would I? All right. Those, yep. that, that, that's the way the rolls go. I'm sorry. I know. Or actually, hmm, I guess, huh? You were sitting with it in your lap. Oh. Even better. Um, oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. I leave. I, I, I no, take the first no, thing. No, you're right. How would you leave it? You would never leave the pumpkin behind, right? Um, you, as you... I'd, like, put all my things together in them. Yeah. Yeah, right? You slap, uh, you slap uh, this thing no. out of your hand. As you get up, everything falls out of your pumpkin. And you, like, in, like the kind of confusion you try to scramble to get some of it put it back in and run out before like someone can grab you just like kind of instinctually and you leave timmy behind no not timmy (laughs) uh and you run you like burst through the door like kind of leaving it open running like what did what where instinctually do you think she runs uh down the stairs, um, down the stairs that we came up, and uh, I think she has enough of an idea of like having been in that one hallway mm-hmm. that like she knows like that it doesn't look good to just like like it's gonna work to just run. So she's going to just like run down like a flight or two or something, and then she's gonna look for somewhere to hide. Okay, so you run down a flight or two, then try to find some more to hide. Okay, so yeah, you run off. Dakota and Walter, the two of you, are still in this room. Principal uh, Ingram looks like flustered as to like what just happened and says, well, that certainly won't do. Uh, And uh, like goes to like close the door uh, so that like neither of the two of you go running out as well. Um, And he goes over to uh, back to his desk, uh, like kind of standing over it, clicks it. You hear the little beep. uh, He says, uh, Miss Jackson. If you wouldn't mind, one of the children, as I'm sure you've noticed, has run off and is going to get themselves in some form of trouble or another, I would imagine. If you wouldn't mind sending the hall monitor after her. Ah! Of course, Principal Ingram. Ah! Thank you. And he clicks it 
and you hear another beep, and he turns uh he turns his head again not his body I towards it. I hate it so much uh, back towards the two of you as he walks back towards the war like the wardrobe uh, and says Mr. Brookstone I imagine you still do not carry your uniform with you the the I think the sort of absurdity of the question uh, <laughs> breaks Walter out of his out of his like terror state a little bit and he like kind of like looks at himself and just kind of goes uh no I, I I suppose not of course and he uh he uh, opens up another drawer kind of digs through it and by some for some reason uh, he has small weasel sized uh, a small weasel sized uniform um, that is again the same kind of like brown black and white kind of plaid um, version of the uniform and like the uh, the, the version that uh, he gives you just has like the vest uh, doesn't have like a button down for you but has like a vest and like a pair of slacks in like dress shoes Walter just looks at the outfit and just goes, huh. Uh, Dakota's still kind of like, um, while you're over there, can you grab the other one for me, please? Miss Dakota, I thought I made it quite clear the uniform I've given you is the one you shall have. Your insistence on on not wearing skirts is a thing you shall have to adapt to. No, I can't. I, 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 I... Um, but you will. And if you can't adapt, then I'm afraid I will have to transfer you to the brown class. And I'm sure you wouldn't want that. No, not that I don't. I, I don't. Can I wear the uniform down there? You still will have to wear a skirt for as long as your body will allow it. Um, okay. Uh, you see, there was like this moment where he was kind of stiffening up again as you were like kind of showing this hesitance to like follow his rules. Um, where And then like, as soon as you give up, you see him kind of loosen slightly. He said, very good. Now, the two of you go change and then meet me back in the office and I shall take you to your classes. Do we have like lockers to put our things or where do our things go? Uh, is this you asking him or you asking me? Uh, I was asking you, but maybe I should ask yeah, him. Ask, yeah, ask that in character. Um, do you have a place for us to put our things? Ah, uh, yes, your lockers. I need to make sure that I get those arranged for. Thank you very much, young lady. <laughs> you have a bright future ahead of you, I'm sure of it. Now, scurry along. Go get dressed. Um, Walt- Walter has already put on the vest, I think. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I think, I think even, even beyond... School uniform, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Just sees the vest and is like, ah, all right. Dakota like goes in the bathroom and uh, I guess getting changed and leaves uh, like the pants from their like costume on and puts like the skirt over them. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, as they're um both kind of kind of leaving the uh leaving the office walter mutters to to dakota he says this is uh this is how it's going to be forever you know if you stay here you don't get to make your own choices here it's not much different than anywhere else you all walk out and you go and uh you go get changed uh meanwhile we are going to cut to dorothy dorothy uh 
you are just like ran down like a couple of like flights of stairs. You see like there's this like you you're coming out like during this like mid period. I'm imagining like as you are running down the stairs, you hear the sound of the school bell ring. Um, it's this loud thunderous uh, ring that bellows through the halls. And like as you're like running down the stairs, you hear the sounds of like tons and tons of people who are like coming out of classrooms um like a little bit of chatter uh like between like classes and are like moving on to their next space um as you like hit down like i want to say you probably go like three floors down and like you hit like the base of the stairs you see like there's just like this large group uh like groups of like students who are like moving between halls and you see uh that all of the students that you see in these halls are wearing similar uniforms to the ones that you saw before except instead of like green or brown these ones are blue black and white in the same kind of plaid and you see like a mixture between like uh the like vest and the skirts and like the vest and like slacks and like all of these kids like none of them really paying uh too much uh, attention to you Okay, so they're, like, coming out of class, like, it's a passing period kind of deal? Yeah, exactly. They're kids coming out of classes, meandering in the hall before they go to the next one. Yeah, and I know I'm not in this scene, but actually, I, I, I was kind of wondering something. Yeah. Is, like, is anyone, like, any of the students, are any of them, like, talking to each other? Yeah, they are. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not just like silence. Uh, and it's like, it <laughs> yeah, is like, yeah, no. Fucking, they, that'd be terrifying. Yeah, no, they're acting like students. They're talking, joking cool, amongst cool, cool, each cool. other. They're not like rowdy or anything like that, or as far as, you know, you all have been able to tell, but they are talking and like acting like people. Okay. Is there, um, is there a bathroom here? <laughs> yeah, you're trying to find a bathroom? Mm-hmm. Like a big, like one of like, multiple stalls or like changing rooms area like um so to uh to go and find a bathroom you're gonna have to start squeezing your way through here because it is tightly packed uh so you begin squeezing your way through these people you're like trying to like move past and they're just kind of like shoulder to shoulder all around you again still not really paying you too much attention just kind of going on about their business as you're looking around for a bathroom um this also kind of sounds like a move that you have. You have, uh, like, stumble upon, right? Yeah, I do. Um, well, this isn't really stumble upon because it's a specific thing that you are looking for. <laughs> I would ask, yeah, I, yeah. It doesn't quite fall under gander either. Yeah, it, yeah, because the yeah, those questions don't really. Um. Okay, yeah, we can just say that you, uh, you, as you are going, hmm, okay, I'll make this a roll plus noodle. Okay. Yeah. That is a nine. On a nine, all right, seven to nine, make success. Cool. Um, awesome. Uh, so for mixed success, uh, you are like moving your way through this crowd of people and eventually you do see like a kind of sign overhead that like points in the direction of the bathroom. And so you start making your way through and eventually like you can like kind of see where it is where you see like some kids kind of like hanging around it uh, and you push your way through. And as you're doing it, before you get there, you hear like over the inter uh, the intercom of the school, 
Oh, no. All students, please report to your classrooms. All students, please report to your classrooms. The hall monitor is on the loose, and you wouldn't want to be caught outside of class. And immediately, you hear, like, every, like, all talking stops, all conversation stops, and immediately people start running into, like, classrooms. Like, they slam their lockers, and they just, like, bounce, like, like at the drop of a hat. Like there's a moment where you were like back to back with like just a bunch of people like just slowly squeezing your way through and like almost like in a blink, these halls are clear. And like you just hear the sounds of like people running through halls and like not, there's no screaming. There's no yelling, but there is a quiet panic that happens as everyone immediately makes it to exactly where they're supposed to be. And like almost in that like kind of shock, you hear nothing and you're just kind of standing there like with your pumpkin looking around at like these clear hallways. And then you start to hear like this snarling coming from down one of the hallways and as you turn to look you see this huge and when i say huge i mean this thing is on all fours and comes up to about like half the height of the room like maybe six or seven feet tall just like from like paws to like the top of their back and you see this humongous German Shepherd. Uh, Where? With like, like narrowed eyes, snarling, mouth like dripping with drool. And you can like hear the sound of it sniffing. And it's also wearing similar uniforms to what you've seen all the other teachers wearing. (laughs) <laughs> um, where it's like it's got like tweed like like tweed pants that are like just like a little too small um, for for its like muscular furry legs and like there's a hole out the back of it for its tail um, and just like this uh, <laughs> this like uh, this uh, blue and white striped button down with like the uh the sleeves rolled up over like the uh the elbows of its like forepaws um and like it's like shirt is bursting at the seams like this thing is huge and you and there's this moment as you're like kind of frozen for a bit where it turns to look at you and it's like mouth like kind of like starts to part and it's like jaws like open a little bit and you just hear like the loudest as it starts to pounce at you and that's where we're going to end this session jesus christ
Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.